Ladies and gentlemen, please take your seat. The show is about to start. Hey guys, what's up? It's Phoebe. It's Mike. This is Alternative Twist Radio. This is episode two of the Mike and Phoebe podcast. How are you guys doing? So thank you so much for joining us for our second episode of 2023. So, you know, we've been having some crazy weather. We're located in Southern California. And um, today is a little bit cloudy, overcast. But the last few days, we've been getting a little bit of rain, a heavy rain yesterday when oh, we were out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we sure did. Oh, yeah. And then uh, over the weekend, we had some hail for like five to ten minutes, was yeah, it? Yeah, about a minute and a half to two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hail? No, we uh, did. Yeah, know, it was, I was hail. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa. Yeah. And um, talking about the weather, since we're in Southern California, a lot of the Bay Area has been getting really flooded out. Yes. Terrible, terrible rain. Um, A lot of flooding. A lot of the a few of the levees have been overflowed. Yeah. uh, One of the I think it's Oxville uh, Lake has risen 62 feet. Yeah, that's a lot, a lot, a lot. And now they're saying that because of this rainfall, um, the drought will be pretty much gone right is no. that what they said i no. don't know what did they say about the drought they're saying that it takes a whole lot more rain even though this does make a dent but it takes a whole lot more rain than what we're getting for like the next couple of years for actually us to be out of the drought completely yeah which i don't know how they determine that but who are we yeah so we are keeping the uh, folks in Northern Central California in our prayers, obviously, in our thoughts. Uh, fortunately, we haven't been too impacted as of yet. But, you know, of course, uh, we do have family up in Northern California. We have tons of listeners within um, the whole state of California. So we hope you guys are being safe, um, not getting flooding out and not having damage. So that's kind of scary. Yeah. So um, why not we take a look at other things here? So we're trying to change it up a little bit. We have different topics. We're not just going to keep it boring, boring. You know, um, last few episodes have been a little bit, you know, a little on the dry side, I would say, but we're changing it up. We're keeping it kind of chill. So um, we're going to include lots of different stuff this time around. Okay. So we're going to talk about our station news first. Mm-hmm. And also we're going to talk about um, the weather and um, funny stuff that we found online. So that's going to be really cool. I got some really good stuff. And then also for local and international news. So um, let's pull up here for the funny stuff. How about we we dive into the funny stuff first? So make it kind of fun. And uh, Mike, actually, you were telling me about this. Oh, wait, no, this is a different one. (laughs) Wasn't talking about that one. (laughs) Yeah, we were talking about different steps. So one of the things that I found online, um, I was looking for funny articles. So this is according to UPI.com that um, in odd news, Canadian pro- uh, province's most inappropriate 911 calls. Okay, so, you know, uh, given that we have the new year come out, um, lots of people are coming out with lists, you know, the best, the worst. So this is the most inappropriate 911 calls, including, guess what, a clogged drain call. So <laughs> a lady out of uh, Saskatchewan, Canada, uh, oh, sorry, police in Saskatchewan, Canada are reminding re- residents to not abuse the 911 emergency line by revealing some of the most unusual calls of 2022. And that included a phone call to get help uh, unclogging drains. 
you know, and I'm sure we've all experienced <laughs> annoying clogged drains, but you don't call the police to get help for that. Well, you sure the hell can't call the uh, Ghostbusters. <laughs> and, you know, you always see on the old TV shows and movies and stuff, the old ladies calling the cops to get the cat out of the tree and stuff, you know, so that's kind of a... That, a, that was the good old days. <laughs> get a funny thing going on. So um, they're saying that they missed Mark by um, having callers call 911 and also to get help deleting a voicemail off their phone. People, come on. 911. <laughs> what is your emergency? <laughs> I got uh, some voicemails I need deleted, please. Please. <laughs> Don't bog the, the system down, folks. <laughs> That's not an emergency. Well, well, what do you mean you're not going to show up? <laughs> Another one also included a caller whose bathtub drain was clogged and the caller who used the emergency line oh, to be avoided to be put on hold in a request for paperwork. Roto-Rooter. <laughs> so I guess people call in Canada. I'm sure that, you know, we get pretty funny calls here in the U.S. too to get help to um, not be put on hold. I don't want to be put on hold. I hate being put on hold. Yeah, but come on. I mean, that that is an emergency because, you know, if you got a clay clog drain, guess what's in that clog? So, yeah, it's a hair and stuff like that. But, you know. More than that. I mean, come <laughs> on. Stuff. Ew, stuff. <sighs> then another one on that same list um, for inappropriate 911 calls included a prank caller reporting a cougar. Ooh. Now, I don't know what kind of cougar they were calling about. Apparently... <laughs> Maybe this was the animal. But then in the article, according to UPI.com, they said the cougars actually turned out to be referencing a, a term for an attractive older woman. Whoa. <laughs> so they actually, I wonder who the, the caller was. Was he, a, you know, it must have been a younger guy getting help. Hey, uh, get this lady off my... <laughs> 911? She's harassing me. Please leave me. Help, help me help. I need help. Yeah, it'd be illegal that she's out and about. <laughs> Either way, or if it was an, an actual animal and it was out and about in the streets. Okay, so let's say the caller says, uh, you know, hey, I need help getting a cougar. Uh, I see a cougar out in the street. So it could. All the male <laughs> cops would be showing up, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it could be taken either way. You don't know if it's an animal. Well, sir, is this an animal? Where is she? Where is she? Is it, Do we need to call animal control or do we need to call sheriffs? You know, I don't know. What's what's the complaint about? Just call all the guys at the sheriff's department. They'll show up. <laughs> they'll, they'll take her in for questioning more than what we know. Yeah, so we don't know if they need to call animal control <laughs> or what. So another one, another call said that oh uh, my roommate has eaten all my takeout food that is annoying that's right if you have you know you got your mindset on a specific leftover in your fridge you're you're gone all day you're like yes i have a little bit of that chinese food a little bit of that uh whatever food that you have in the fridge you come home and your freaking roommate ate all the food yeah but why would you call 911 for that why don't you just pull out a taser gun and taser ass? You know, when you're hangry, you want you ha want that. Hangry, huh? And you want you want stuff, you know, taken care of. Like I mm, I'd be pissed too. Yeah, yeah. I would that's why I said pull out a taser. You ain't never gonna do that again, are you? 
So then another one on that same list of inappropriate 911 calls. They reported a hostile cat in the neighborhood. And then the caller reported that they were out of milk. And and then another one. <laughs> They're out of milk. They can't feed the cat. The cat's getting mad. You know, we have we have three cats. They get angry when oh. you don't feed them on time. Oh, we know what that's like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But I wouldn't call 911. Like, come on. Oh, I would. <laughs> Then another one also called, this is a different, you know, uh, caller. Uh, the caller <laughs> reported that swallowing a mosquito has caused them to choke and lose their dentures. <laughs> That's got to be a big ass mosquito. <laughs> now that can, I can see how that's scary because, you know, you're choking on something you're eating, especially if it's a bug, goes down your throat and you're like, oh, <clears throat> but then and then another thing added on top of that you lose your dentures now i don't know how that work you know i don't know how that feels but um mm, secure them dentures in i'm sure well yeah fix the dent fix the dent that's what it's called <laughs> fix the dent put that glue in make sure your teeth are in you know they stay in and so you don't choke on them well, when you choke on a mosquito well what about when uh you know they have a sneeze attack because i know i get those every morning and all of a sudden so the statement in uh canada they say before calling 911 please remember that calling the police should be reserved for police related matters only and calling 911 should be reserved for life-threatening emergencies only. Okay, so that's the official statement that they put out. Like they really got more things to do, right? Come on. Yeah, so that's what's going on up in Canada. <laughs> Canadians, eh? But Canadians, I love them. Okay, so um, still on to funny and odd news. This is another article that I found. According to AP News, this is out of Florida. Florida, eh? Mm. The Florida sheriff says that the burglars called 911 to get help moving the stuff that they stole. Oh. Nice how <laughs> stupid that is. Come on. So, according to the article here, two people in Florida were arrested after one of them called 911 to get help with moving their belongings from a home that they were burglarizing. Like, Talk about ratting yourself out. That is just beyond <laughs> stupid. That that That's really idiotically dumb. They call themselves out. They say, oh, my God, it's it's a bigger job. Uh, us two people, we can't handle it. None of our buddies are here <laughs> available no, to help us. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't scope out the place right. I don't know, whatever it was. But deputies responded to a home on Saturday after a 911 call was made, but no one spoke. Okay, according to the sheriff. <laughs> they didn't say anything. At the at the home, so they, they went to the home to make sure everything was okay. Deputies concluded that nobody lived there, but they found a male suspect and his girlfriend inside the home after entering it through an unlocked door. So they were still there. Of course. They, yeah. you know, whatever it was that they were doing. Wait, they got to make themselves at home. Come on. It's like, um, what is that? Um, not Sleeping Beauty. Who's the one? Uh, oh, Goldilocks. Yeah. Yeah. She <laughs> broke into the uh, bear's house uh, and she was still there. So the same thing here. 
So deputies had been searching for the male suspect after identifying him from a security video as a burglar down the street at the Dollar General in Florida. Mm, So he was busy that day. Several items were stolen from the store earlier. And then now then he went uh, down the street to the house to rest. Yeah, well, he was busy. He he, uh, he was busy. Oh, officer, since you're here, can you help us move? <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, you guys got a lot of stuff. Fire department coming, yeah, you know, yeah. you bring the ambulance. We need, you know, mm-hmm. come on, people. So while talking to deputies, the female suspect, she ratted his her boy out. Female suspect said that she called 911 for the purpose of having law enforcement help help them move their belongings from the house that they were burglarizing. Mm-hmm. So the girl ratted them out. Yeah. The guy was just like, oh. Oh. The owners aren't here, but uh, yeah, you know, we need help moving. And to top it off, they also wanted to get a ride to the airport so they could spend the weekend in New York. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, because they heard Southwest, they were having problems. So then they said, you know what? Um, We got to catch a ride. We got to make sure that we get there with all the stuff. That's, that's right. Yeah, they sold enough stuff already so they could buy pay the plane flight to get to New York. So they could do another crime spree over there in New York. So the deputies, the deputies did help them with their belongings, and they did give them a ride. But it wasn't to the airport. It was to the, ho- the pokey pokey. <laughs> the hokey pokey, yes, <laughs> behind bars. And they are welcome to stay there all weekend. And they, they said the, the pokey is a better place than New York anyway. That's right. So then this male suspect was charged with burglary and theft related to the store down the street and burglary of the residence. And the female suspect was charged with burglary of the residence. And that was it. So she, you know, even though she made the call, she kind of got off a little scot-free because, you know, she wasn't there at the store with the busy boyfriend. I bet you she was. She, she just, I didn't know nothing about that. So that's the news out of Florida. I didn't do that one. I yeah. did this one, not that one. So continuing on funny and odd news. Okay, so you told me about this. Mm-hmm. You heard this. So uh, Wells Fargo executive gets fired after he allegedly urinated on an elderly woman during a flight to India. This is according to People Magazine. So now the former vice president of Wells Fargo out of India was accused of urinating on a woman mid-flight. Okay, so I heard he got he was drunk through the flight, and I think the elderly woman was uh, an employee. Yeah, there was supposed to be an I guess an altercation between them two. Yeah, and then I guess he just says, oh, you know what? I'm gonna win this fight. It starts urinating on her. She's like, oh my god, no, no, don't do that. So the complaint filed by the woman and obtained by the outlet said that he had urinated on her and kept standing there until the person sitting next to me tapped him and said, you need to sit down, sit your, <laughs> sit your booty down. So did he leave it out while he was sitting there, standing there? I don't know. Because he figured that he, stopped, he still had to go more? Ugh. So then she also claimed that Air India workers were deeply unpro- unprofessional and not proactive in managing a very sensitive and traumatic situation, which I can kind of understand. 
Right. Who knows? Depending on what they did. Now, I've heard a lot of stories, seen a lot of stories of flight attendants here in the U.S. being very, you know, forceful when there's when there's situations happening, which as they should. Yeah. Like gladiator women. Yeah. Because they have to. You know what? If you're not cooperating, there's a plane full of people. It's a security uh, breach, whatever they call it. So, but I don't know if Air India, if, if they do things differently, maybe they're a little bit nicer. I don't know. I have no idea. Non-confrontational? Yeah, maybe. And the complaint was said that the workers made the woman apologize. Oh, sorry. The man made the man apologize as he pleaded to not be taken into custody, leaving the woman stunned, of course. Hmm. So according to the publication, <clears throat> He had started to cry and profusely apologizing. The flight crew told me that the pilot had vetoed giving me a seat in first class. We, we. So he didn't want, he wanted a a seat in first class, maybe before, after the altercation. Who knows? Maybe before. Before. And he got drunk during the long flight. Of course. And then things just escalated and, or, or went downward. Yes. In this aspect, it went downwards. Yes. yes. It didn't es- de-escalate, quote unquote, but it just went. So the flight was from New York to Delhi. That's a long, that's a long time. So Niagara Falls up in the air. And maybe he was in the, you know, inside seat and the lady was like, no, no, you got to wait or something. But come on, if you got to go to the bathroom. Come well, on, lady, you got to move. If you don't move, guess what? Yeah, but. It wasn't right of him to just let loose, you know, Niagara Falls on her either. No, but, you know, maybe she had it coming to her. I don't know. Oh, my goodness. So then the police complaint has already been lodged and Air India is committed to assist the law enforcement agencies as well as regulatory authorities. That's their their uh, little spiel there. The thing goes on. So he gets he's banned for 30 days. Oh, the maximum it, it's permitted to unilaterally do so. So it's only for 30 days. You can't fly. Unilaterally? You can't fly for 30 days. That's all. That's what you get. Yeah, unilaterally. Unilaterally. Unilaterally, because he just urinated. (laughs) (laughs) Almost like you won the lottery. (laughs) Unilaterally. Unilaterally. So then they're also in regular contact with the aggrieved passenger and her family during the investigation and reporting process. So dude was 38. He's 38 years old. 38 years old. Oh, wait. The father of the guy. Okay. So, yeah. Dude was 38. 34. And the father says, you know, uh, this is a totally false case. My son was traveling from the U.S. He had not slept for 72 hours. Dad says. He might have taken a drink on the flight and slept. What happened after that? Even he doesn't know. It's very difficult to prove. When you whip it out and there's people there. There's going to be cameras. Yeah. It's all probably all over YouTube somewhere along the line. Mm. And then uh, Dad says, I don't think he would have done this. The woman is 72 years old. She's like a mother to him. But Dad uh, had added that the son was pressured to apologize to the woman. Mm-hmm. So he's been a uh, son has been charged with obscene act in a public place, assault and criminal or criminal force to a woman with intent to outrage her modesty. Wow, so that's a long thing, according so, to... So trying to use bodily flunk, uh, bodily fluids as a uh, 
what crime against an old woman yeah because that's a modesty issue so and this is uh in india yeah yeah so anyway wells fargo holds employees to the highest standards of professional and personal behavior and find these allegations deeply disturbing so this individual has been terminated from wells fargo we are we are cooperating with law enforcement and ask that any additional inquiries be directed to them so dude's been camp yeah yeah wells fargo vp so it's pretty sad his dad saying yeah my kid's a dumbass but you know he is a good kid sometimes (laughs) oh poor poor guy Uh, poor lady too i mean that's oh she got more than what she bargained for ew okay so in other news so this is another silly news okay this is not as intense Okay, so we're trying to bring a, a wide, a wide um, spectrum of funny, silly stuff. So it's the new year. Okay, so this just came out like a week ago. Scarborough's New Year's fireworks canceled to protect Thor the Walrus. Thor's got to be protected. Thor the Walrus. Thor. His name is Thor. He's Thor. A, the, the city's or state's walrus. He's like the mascot. Okay. So are they considering him as a god, as Thor? I don't know. I don't know how he got the name Thor. <laughs> this is Scarborough. Okay, this is according to Sky News. Okay, Scarborough continues to attract large crowds keen to see the Arctic walrus. But experts warn anyone who disturbs the mammal ooh, could be prosecuted. Ooh. So they got a picture of Thor. He's just chilling. Uh, I don't know here. We can do a screenshot. Can you see Thor? He's just chilling chilling over there nobody messes with thor nobody yeah he's just resting the seaside town's new york fireworks were canceled on the advice of wildlife experts due to the presence of a wandering walrus oh so he's just wandering yeah how'd they know that's thor what about loki (laughs) loki (laughs) (laughs) so it is believed that the mammal loki wasn't there I don't think he's Loki was there. No, of course not. That's Loki's always off doing something else. <laughs> Loki. So it is believed that the mammal who has come to be known as Thor popped up in Scarborough in North uh, Yorkshire on Friday afternoon. The Arctic walrus is widely believed to be taking a break during the journey of up north. Wow. So he's resting. Oh, look at that cute picture of him. So he lost his hammer. <laughs> what <laughs> he's resting looking for his hammer oh, yeah so um he was previously spotted on the hampshire co- coastline last month amid sightings far away as Brit- Brittany in france Brittany, Brittany in france that's where his hammer's at yeah <laughs> so the scarborough borough council canceled the town's new year eve uh, fireworks display on the advice of marine life rescue they're saying that uh, the experts express concerns that the loud bangs and bright flashes could cause distress to Thor. Poor thing. I mean, I get it. I hate loud, loud sounds. I hate bright things. But um, yeah, that's I hate fireworks. They just didn't want Thor to unleash something on him. That's what it was. <laughs> get his hammer back and start pounding everything. <laughs> And they, they, you know what? To me, that's very nice. I don't know if that would warrant um, canceling fireworks. You know, just because I don't like them doesn't mean I don't want fireworks to be displayed. That doesn't mean that. But 
poor Thor. He's just hanging out outside, you know, sleeping. He wants to see a little ooh and ah and everything else that goes in between with it. So the unusual visitor has attracted large crowds. So they're saying um, they are said to have witnessed some playful behavior on Thor's part. So he's a playful walrus. Oh, yeah, you better believe that. (laughs) The inspector there um, who has determined that the walrus does not appear to be sick or injured encouraged people to enjoy the sight from a respectful distance. They said, you know, let him let him chill, but don't don't be up in his face. Don't get him angry. (laughs) And uh, he also said that we understand it's exciting and unusual for the walrus to take up a temporary residence. However, it is in his best interest to be left alone as much as possible. And we're asking people to remember he is a wild animal and avoid temptation to get near him and disturb him. <laughs> don't don't get up in there and try to uh, be, take a selfie. Thor! Wild animal, huh? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, and they also wanted to remind everyone that the wa- walrus is protected under the Wildlife and Countryside Act out of 1981. So, disturbing the animal may constitute in an offense. Hmm. Yeah. So, that's that's a law that they have there. You play with Thor, you go to jail. Yeah. So... Thor is actually very cute. I saw, looking really? at the picture. Really? He's, he's just chilling. Here's a different picture. It's not very clear, but okay. Come on now. Poor Thor. Can you, it looks like a, just a lump. Anyway, you can look it up. A lump? Uh, well, you know, in the screen, it looks like a lump. But you can look it up. If you like um, wild animals like that, look up Thor the walrus. And you got to put the walrus because if you just put Thor, you'll yeah. get Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> And that's okay to see, too. That's a, th- that's a lump. <laughs> that's a lump. Okay. <clears throat> so, let's see here. Okay. So, that's all the funny news that I have. But, you know, this might be kind of considered funny news. I don't know. Uh, take it take it for what it's worth. Okay. Um, you told me about this. Out of Fox News, Biden slammed for unintelligible response to classified documents. It's a game and they will get away with it. And they get away with it. Yes, they get away with it. Yeah. Not Trump. Not Trump's, uh, you know, administration, none of that. Uh, they get away with it. Yeah. So um, you were telling me this morning that Biden's response to that, um, he did not know. And he was surprised, right? Yes, he was yeah. very surprised. And he didn't know that the documents were actually in uh, that office. Yeah. So former federal prosecutor Andy McCarthy warned the discovery of classified documents at President Biden's private office could be catastrophic after the president harshly criticized former Trump's uh, President Trump for a similar offense just months earlier. You know what that sounds like? The pot calling the kettle black. There you go. But that's just what it, you know. That's just my own personal opinion. Take it for what it's worth. And that's just an old, old saying, too. Yeah. And Biden addressed the matter for the first time on Tuesday, saying he was surprised to learn that they were at the Penn Biden Center. He said that his personal attorneys immediately contacted the National Archives after finding the documents and that he is fully cooperating with the Justice Department. Of course. What he's trying to tell them is, hey, Dom. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Nobody saw it, right? I didn't see it. No, you didn't see it. Okay, we're all good. So McCarthy, uh, however, pointed out a glaring double standard in how authorities handled the situations with the current and the former presidents. 
yeah, a little bit double standard. So um, McCarthy conceded that the degree of Biden's actions may not go as far as what it's known as uh, Trump's case. But he said, see, and he already said that. But he said on a, a, a show, TV show on Wednesday, the Brian Kilmeade show, that they were in principle the same offense. Of course. Of course. So it's the same offense, but they may not go as far. So he, he already, you know, I'll oh, just kind of brush it off. You know, it's yeah. all right. Put it under a rug, sweep everything under a rug, and throw the rug back on. You didn't see it, right? No. Yeah. All right, good. <laughs> So out of Biden's own mouth and um, Twitter, I think, right? Didn't you show me a twit tweet? <laughs> a twit, yeah. A twit, yeah. I, sh- I showed you a twit, all right. <laughs> out of Biden's own mouth when he was expressing how shocked he was at how irresponsible Trump was. And he pointed out that if documents fell into the wrong hands, they could compromise methods and sources of intelligence. Oh, so this is McCarthy still talking to Brian Kilmeade. And now the reporting that we're getting is that the documents that Biden was unlawfully retaining were designated as sensitive information, sensitive compartmented information. And then uh, it looks like Brian Kilmeade says, so it's exactly the same problem. Or maybe it was uh, McCarthy still saying it. Yes. Weird. (laughs) So, you know, the article goes on to say, so... You know, so what's good for one is not good for the other. Whatever, right? <clears throat> There's just favoritism everywhere. That's our society now. Yeah. So let me see here. What else? Oh, this just came out earlier this morning. I woke up and I saw this in the news. It was all over Twitter. And um, the FAA had issues this morning for a few hours. Sure did. Yeah. But now the, this, so this article is already kind of old news because I pulled that up earlier. So the airlines, so it, the FAA already restored um, the situation. But the FAA earlier had reported that there was a major outage and er- airlines hoped to return to normal, which they already did. Yes. A couple hours later. Yeah. After the FAA outage snarls U.S. travel. So this came out of uh, Chicago, Washington area. Okay, so this is old, but, you know, they've already restored. So at the time of publication, this is according to Reuters.com, the U.S. aviation sector was struggling to return to normal following a nationwide ground stop imposed by the FAA. And it caused a computer, it was over a computer issue that forced a 90-minute halt over all U.S. departing flights. So at that time... At the time of publication, more than 8,200 flights had been delayed so far, and over 1,200 canceled, hmm. according to the flight, uh, flight Aware, in the first national grounding of flights in about two decades. And then many officials compared the grounding to what happened to, after the terrorist attacks on September 11th. Very scary. Yeah, but what was the reason why? You know, they said that the cause of the problem was a pilot uh, alerting system messaging system was unclear but u.s officials had said so far no evidence of a cyber attack the u.s transportation secretary pete bootengig bootengig said the issue was with safety messages sent to pilots pilots prompted the outage so so why would they say that uh, there was no chance of a cyber attack 
Because usually if they put that something like that in there, then that means that it actually was a cyber attack. Because otherwise then they would never say that. They would just say, you know, we had a, you know, a down outage and, you know, we acknowledge it and we fixed it. We're good to go. Yeah. According to this, it said the immediate focus is technical. Understanding exactly how this happened, why the redundancies and the backups were built into the system were not able to prevent the level of disruption. So the safety mechanisms, backups that were built did not help. They were not able to prevent that disruption. So naturally what they usually supposed to do is make sure that all of this stuff usually works as far as doing testing and uh, scenarios and different like th- different things like that that they failed to do. Yeah. So um, Bootengig said that the ground stop was the right call to make sure messages were moving correctly and that there is no direct evidence of a cyber attack. So that's according to them. They told reporters a backup system went into effect on Tuesday, but questions were raised about the system's performance, Ah, Mm -hmm. which led to a complete reboot of the system while planes are up in the air. Come on, people. And then prompted the FAA to issue the ground stop around 730 Eastern time. Well, I know if I have a problem, well, let's just do a reboot. That's fine. Yeah, you know, that's what you do. Get get phone sis, uh, phone issues, shut yep. it down, restart shut it. Shut it down. I'm surprised they don't do it at least <laughs> once a month. <laughs> so the FAA advisory said that the system provides a so-called notice to air missions with safety messages for pilots and, and others. So it failed around 3.30 yester- uh, Tuesday, yesterday, Eastern time. Oh, okay which meant no new messages could be processed. So it was backed up. There was a backup, I guess. Well, we know how everything gets backed up. Yeah, that's annoying. Then the outage occurred at a typically slow time around the holiday travel season, but demand remains strong as travel continues to recover to a near pre-pandemic levels. So, okay. So they say, you know what? It's kind of slow. It's 730 in the morning. Not a lot of planes in the air. Let's shut it down. That's exactly what it was. It's slow right now. It's okay. The yep. out. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so then the uh, now then they said uh, w- it was lifted. So the the ground stops was lifted around nine a.m. Eastern. So it was just a little bit. This is just going to cause um, ripple effects, according to the uh, people who fly for American Airlines. So I mean, at least it was fixed. They rebooted. The issue was fine. Message system kicks back on seem like so hopefully no no continuing issues will arise that's the way it always is every time you get backed up and you go well then you're good to go for the next time that you get backed up right <laughs> talking from uh personal experience right <laughs> you better believe it okay so that was the faa so that's already been restored so um as you guys already probably know then uh let's see here talking about Okay, come on, click on it. Okay. Then in other news out of MSN.com, and I'm sure you guys have heard about this already. There's been murmurings and news articles about this uh, since last year. The post office is closing 50 post offices effective immediately. This is according to MSN.com. Now, this is a little irk of mine that I have. Okay, you click on the news article, the headline. You read the headline. USPS. USPS is closing 
50 post offices effective immediately. Now, I'm sure everyone's heard that the news already came out last year that the post office is going to be closing uh, permanently and they uh, in 2023, but they didn't say exactly when. So now uh, starting the rollout is what it sounds like. So the news article continues to say that these are not the only facilities that are currently closed. Okay. Hmm. Then you go on to read the article. It's uh, in uh, Nevada and California that the new facilities are closing. So last month, or just this month actually, post office temporarily closed facilities in North Dakota and Michigan. We got friends and listeners in North Dakota. Hey. And Michigan. Hey. And um, in North Dakota, the Stanton post office was shut down due to water damage and asbestos abatement. Okay. So that's already kind of like, oh, there's a reason why, True. you know? True. Okay. Then in Michigan, the Orchard Mall post office in Benton Harbor was closed due to safety issues. So another reason. Yeah. Then this might be the result of water damage. However, the Herald Palladium reported that the entire Orchard's Mall is currently close to uh, customers after a water main burst. So that's the reason that they're saying, which I understand. Let's see here. Okay. Got a whole bunch of other clickbait here. But now the new ones, it's going to be closed in California because of the whole water um the damage, the rain damage. Yeah, the flooding mm-hmm. and also the major snowpack up in Northern California, too. Yeah, so I did read that. Uh, let me see here. So temporary mass closure only affects customers in two states, which is uh, Nevada and California. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look for why they said that, um, but it's not. I don't find it. So anyway, so that's, you know, the heading is a little bit misleading. Always is. Yeah. So that's my little irk, but that's from msn.com. And let's see here. Uh, Okay, so that's what it was. It was a different article that I clicked on, California, Nevada, because of the rain. So fresh off the busy holiday, they're saying, hey, we got to close down a lot of rain, a lot of flooding. So that's out of bestlife.com. So that's that's where I saw it. And let's see here. Shall we go on to entertainment news? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Change it up a little bit. Uh, Let's see here. I just saw this. Now, we, I don't know if you guys know, we were freshly based out of the desert, California desert, but now we're in the city. So in Southern California, Inland Empire. So uh, where we used to live is uh, close to Coachella, sort of. Like an hour and a half, like two hours. Yeah, give or take. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, the other side of the mountain there. So Coachella News, this is out of rollingstone.com. The lineup for Coachella has already been released. And now um, this is kind of cool. I, I enjoyed reading this. So Bad Bunny, he's awesome. Blackpink, which they're cool. And Frank Frank Ocean, they make a grand return as the headlines, headliners. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we got the Asians representing. Hey. <laughs> Bad Bunny? No. <laughs> no I'm, I'm only kidding. <laughs> so the Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival is heading into its 24th year with a set of history-making headliners. Wow. 
So headliners, uh, Bad Bunny, and they already released a date. You know, they have the date around the same time every year. So this year, Coachella is April 21st through the... Oh, first weekend, April 14th through the 16th. Yeah. And then picks up again weekend two, April 21st through the 23rd. Yes. So they'll witness Bad Bunny. He's the first Latin artist to headline Coachella. Then Blackpink, they're going to be the first K-pop group to perform at the main stage, which Mm. is really cool. Nice. Then Frank Ocean is the ever elusive singer and songwriter. He will make a grand return, rounding up the lineup for the third 2023 headliner. How cool is that? Wow. And when I read, then I read more of the headliners and who's going to be performing. Then the second liners, this kind of surprised me. Second liners are Gorillaz, Rosalia, and Bjork. She's a second liner now compared to Blackpink. Yeah. I couldn't Mm -hmm. believe it. So Calvin Harris fills the returning to the desert spot that the Swedish house mafia took over last year. So those are all great acts. Then headlined by Bad Bunny. Excuse me. Friday uh, will feature acts such as, okay, now if I'm killing these names, I'm so sorry. Ketranada, Blondie, Becky G, Metro Boomin, Wet Leg, Angel, Muna, Beanie, and Youngblood. Okay. Call me old. I don't recognize half of those people. Wet Leg? I'm sorry. Wet Leg. Wet Leg. Ketranada. I know Blondie, Becky G, Metro Metro Booming, Wet Leg, Angel, Angel. Muna, Beanie, and Youngblood. I only heard of Youngblood. I know Blondie, obviously. Um, Okay, then day two with Blackpink at the helm. Then they will see Boy Genius, The Kid Leroy, Charlie XCX, Labyrinth, Remy Wolf, 070 Shake, and Mira Massa. Okay, again, I'm sorry. I don't know those people. I'm really behind on times. Then, meanwhile, Frank Ocean's Day 3 will see Kali Uchius, Dominic Fike, Lato, Gorilla, Porter Robinson, Ray Schmer, Schirmard, and Wes, Wes, Wessie's Blood. Again, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be butchering those names. I'm seriously behind on the times, mainstream times. I'm stuck in like the late 90s. (laughs) And I'm into indie music. So, you know, this is the radio station. We only do indie music. And you never know. You might see us at (laughs) one of those uh, stagecoaches. You never know. Uh, Coachella. Oh, I'm sorry. We're talking about Coachella. Oh, oh, okay. uh, Sorry, Coachella. You you never know. Coachella or even stagecoach. Yeah. So I might have to retract my statement then and apologize. Issue a, a public apology. Right. Um, so Bad Bunny is continuing his trek for global domination as he prepares to take the stage. So that was really cool. He, uh, he was at Coachella in 2019, same with Blackpink and then they come back as headliners. So that's Mm. really cool. Nice. Yeah. So nice. The Asians got to represent. Hey, Mm -hmm. okay. Let's see here. So that's entertainment. And then, um, let's see here. Where else entertainment? Oh, you told me about this. According to theguardian.com, Gwen Stefani. Talking about Asians. Mm. We got to talk about Asians. Represent, right? 
Okay, now I have my own personal opinion, which I will say um, I will state after reading this. So, theguardian.com says that Gwen Stefani faces backlash over "I'm Japanese" comment. People, <laughs> relax. It's okay. I wonder if Blake knew about that. It's <laughs> okay. She's you know Gwen Stefani. Love her. I love Gwen Stefani. No doubt. Late '90s, I was all over. I love her. Love her. Who cares? She she, you know. When she said, I'm Japanese, so this there's a whole story behind it. So um, she's, she's in hot water because of her statement. So in an interview with Allure magazine, released on Tuesday, Stefani, who is of Irish and Italian descent, she was promoting her beauty brand, okay? She was promoting it when she said, my God, I'm Japanese, and I didn't even know it. Take it easy, folks. It's not cultural appre- appropriation, which was what the the... Hot, put her in hot water. People are saying she's culturally appro- appropriating, which I don't feel like it is. She's promoting. Yeah. She's trying to, you know, increase awareness. Okay. So the 53 year old described the influence Japanese culture had on her childhood, which when her father, who is Italian American, worked for Yamaha and traveled between California and Japan. So this is her background. She has, she said, that her Japanese influence and that was a culture that was so rich with tradition, yet so futuristic, with so much attention to art and detail and discipline. And it fasc- it's fascinating to me, Stefani said. Okay, so then the, she was talking to Allure editor, who is Filipino-American. So maybe that's what cheesed her off. Yeah. Stefani described her father's stories of Japanese street performers cosplaying as Elvis Presley and women with colorful hair and said that when she grew older, she traveled to Harajuku, a district in uh, Tokyo known for eclectic clothing stores and cosplay shops and eventually served for the inspiration of her fragrance line, Harajuku Lovers. Yeah, I don't see nothing wrong with that. No, it's an influence. And then she continued to say, oh my God, I'm Japanese and I didn't even know it. Then uh, the art, the editor wrote that Stefani's seemed to hang. Stefani's words seemed to hang in the air, and Stefani said, "I am." You know, Stefani also said she considered herself a super fan of Japanese culture, so she's a fan. Yeah, big deal. That's uh, to me that would be like, hey, that's kind of cool. You know, Blake would be like, "Whoa, say what? Wait a minute." <laughs> So Stefani has long placed claims of cultural appropriation, beginning with the release of her 2004 album, Love Angel Music Baby. So that's when it kind of started. Because a tour in support of the album, I don't know if you guys remember back in the day, featured four Japanese backup singers, which I remember saying them. Maya Chino, known as Love, Jennifer Kita, known as Angel, Rino Nakasoni, known as Music, and Mayoyoko Kiyatayama, known as Baby. I hope I'm pronouncing those names correct. So the editor continued to write, like Stefani, I'm not Japanese. Ah, uh, see? Mm-hmm. Of course she's not Japanese. That's the reason why she's doing that. But I am an Asian woman living in America, which comes with sobering realities during a time of heightened Asian American and Pacific Islander hate. I get it. I get it. She needs to stop being so sensitive. And then she said, I envy anyone who can claim to be a part of this vibrant. Okay, so this is Stefani. Wait, 
I envy anyone who can claim to be a part of this vibrant creative community. No, that's the, the editor. Mm -hmm. uh, creative community, but avoid the part of the narrative that can be painful or scary. Okay. I understand. I understand both parts. I do. Everybody has their own opinions on whatever it is that they're doing in their own lives. Mm -hmm. One person can't say, well, you shouldn't be part of this, you know, Japanese culture or anything like that. Yeah. When a lot of times they already grew up in that culture. Mm -hmm. So one person can't say that. Yeah. And, you know, um, and Stefani grew up in Orange County. Hey, I grew up in Orange County. Hey, I represent too. And it is a melting pot. You know, especially in that area, lots of Asians, tons of Asians. So, yes, it is a melting pot. And the editor wrote that Stefani was in Jap uh, She said she was in Japanese multiple times, but she also identified with Hispanic and Latino communities as she was a little bit of an Orange County girl, a little bit of a Japanese girl, and a little bit of English girl. It's a melting pot. She was just picking on her because she's famous. Yeah. So then it goes on to say about the commenters, yada, yada, yada. So, you know, she's not new to getting hate on, uh, on that. True. But to me, I can understand. I love Gwen Stefani. So, so um, I can understand both points of views, though. You know, so. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, so that's according to The Guardian. So, you know, I don't know if Gwen's going to have to issue a public uh, apology for that statement. I think she was just using slang. Hey, you know. She shouldn't have to. So anyway, and I understand that because um, although I, I'm born Asian, born Chinese, but I was born in Brazil and I was also now raised in America. So I have a little bit of everything in there. And I don't, people don't know this about me. So even though I look Asian, I have Latina heritage because I was born in Brazil. So I represent the Latina community as well. But don't hate on me, you know, for saying that. It's just, it's a fact. And so I have a lot of Caucasian white influence because, you know, the, <laughs> he's my husband. Don't know if you guys know. But, um, yeah, so it's all races. I mean, I grew up in Orange County in California. You know, it's a melting pot. You know, there's influences everywhere. Now we're being influenced and, you know, it's just basically where you're coming from. She shouldn't get hate for that. Come on, no. people. No. Lighten up. Take it easy. Okay. You got the interview, Alert Editor. Relax. Exactly. Yeah. You got the whole interview. So why are you going to be all... And now people are going to say that I'm putting hate on, on the editor because, you know, I told her to relax. Don't be offended, people. Yeah. Okay. So um, then continuing to entertainment news. Okay. So... You guys, I love, love to hate Kardashians, okay? <laughs> I used to really love them in the day, but now they were kind of annoying, you know? Again, my own personal opinion. Oh, it kind of goes with that uh, old saying, the Kardashians. Yes. Oh, I pulled up the wrong link. Anyway. Ah! <laughs> I read something else. Whoopsie. Okay, we're not talking about Kardashians. This is something that I love. Okay, this is out of startfacts.com. Bridgerton. Tell me, Bridgerton's in the house, you guys, ladies, guys. I love Bridgerton. The new season now, it's going for third season of Bridgerton. So this is the, you know, if you guys uh, watch season one, season two, I love season one. Season two, I loved also, but 
there's certain parts of it. I love the main actors um, acting. You know, their chemistry was amazing. And you're always telling, I, I always tell you I'm binge watching right now. Yeah. I'm catching up. It's, yeah. It's like, yeah. Okay. All right. Then I start to speak in a British accent for a little bit. I'm oh. not culturally appropriate. I'm not culturally appropriating. I just enjoy. Okay. Then, but no season two though. They didn't talk about, um, oh my gosh, reggae, um, the other main character, they, the, the Duke, they just kind of talked about him a little bit. You know, so they kind of, you know, because there was backlash and things happening with the Duke um, off the, the show. So they didn't really address it, address it. Okay, then uh, season three. Now they're saying that the first look at Penelope and Colin in season three is out. I'm excited. I hope something happens with Colin and Penelope. Like what? Well, we have to see. Season three is not out, dude. Yeah, but what, what do you think would happen? What do you think is going to happen? What, what do, do you think? What, you think they'll get together and uh, do blah, 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 blah? Yeah. I want them to get together. Oh, Because okay. Colin and Penn, right. Penn are awesome. They're so cute. Oh, really? Okay. So the Bridgerton fans are getting ready for the ultimate love story in season three. The UK's This Morning show recently interviewed the cast that of the highly anticipated season, including the main character, Nicola uh, Colhan, Luke Newton, Claudia, Jesse, and Golda Roshnavel. I hope I'm pronouncing their names correctly. And they're focusing on Pen, Pen, Penelope and Colin. So that goes on to say about the fans. And um, I want them to get together. Pen and Colin are so cute. They're very good friends. And the couple looks to see, looks, looks like they stepped right out of a fairy tale, possibly positively glowing leaving fans swooning and counting down the days until the season airs i'm super look how cute they look this is uh, out of twitter uh i don't know if this is uh official no this is just a screenshot of the tv show so okay so i'm going to show you this is out of twitter it's not official but look how cute i mean come on look how flipping cute pen looks so good it's kind of blurry why is it blurry anyway Okay, look how cute they look. So Penn's grown up to be a young lady, and Colin is standing there. So this is a screenshot from a TV show. So not everyone is loving the new looks. Come on, don't hate people. So they're not sure of the drastic change in Colin's appearance from the previous seasons, but others have noticed that Penelope and Colin look much older and more mature according, uh, compared to Eloise, who still looks young. It's clear that the show is separating uh, out of the trio in terms of character development through costume, and the fans are excited to see how it plays out. I'm super excited. I can't wait. And let's see here. Doesn't say when. Hmm. So okay, they don't. They haven't uh, come out with the official release date, but only a vague coming out coming soon, and sometime in 2023. So season three is not done. They don't give a date yet. The coming out date, huh? Yeah, coming, coming date. The coming date. Okay, so then regardless, Bridgerton fans are thrilled to see a glimpse of any of season three. So you guys comment on what was your favorite season. And I know it's probably mainly ladies. So ladies or guys, if you want, if you love Bridgerton, comment. Let me know what you guys want to see out of season three. And what happened in season two? I wanted more of a closure with the Duke. I don't know about you guys, but comment. 
tell me I'm not wrong because we needed more of a closure. Comment. Put a comment in there. Uh, let's see here. See, Mike's kind of silent. He don't know anything I'm talking about. No, I, I, I don't watch the show. <laughs> I don't watch it. Okay. So that is that. I think I did that. It's like mm. too much drama. Yeah. It's awesome drama. Uh, let's see here. Oh, and I want to see if they find out who Lady Whistledown is. If the other characters know who L- Lady Whistledown is. Whistledown? Whistledown. Oh, boy. Whistledown. Oh, boy. Yeah. So we'll see. They didn't address that. They were just talking about the relationship maybe, or the possible. Maybe I need to just watch it just for the Whistledown Lady. You sh- <laughs> <laughs> That's the drama behind it. But you don't see. You don't know. Uh, I know. I know. You don't it's, know. It's all right. It's all you right. don't know who Lady Whistledown is. It's okay. I know. <laughs> Okay, so I think that is it. Um, we talked about weird news, um, station news. Oh, I forgot to mention, you know, okay, so that's what happened. <clears throat> we have the station news. We got tons of amazing artists. You guys, if you have original music, send it in. Go to alternativetwist.com under submissions page. Okay, it's a whole page dedicated for that. Send in your original music. Please, no covers. We can't do covers right now. Only original music. And uh, fill that out. Send it to us. And we will air it. And we got tons of um, artist spotlights coming out. So I just finished like three. So um, I already released one, 61 Windmills. Okay, the other one um, didn't work out. But um, the second one that I did, I just finished with Joel Brogan. I'm going to be releasing the YouTube video for that soon. And then um, I just did one this morning with Alex Lane out of UK. So I'm going to, we'll be releasing those videos soon. And um, then I have one still on the works. This is through January through February. So I'm already scheduling way ahead of time. So if you guys already know, Delphi Ravens going to be coming up next. American Profits is uh, after that. And then in February is Losing June. That's a new one that I just scheduled. So those are really cool. I'm very excited. And I still have ones in the works. So um, stay tuned on our socials for that. So send in your your original music because we love hearing your music. Yeah. Sure do. And I think that is it. I talked about everything. So um, follow us on social media. This is going to be a lot of podcasts. Follow us on social media. Let us know what you guys think and what you would like to see and hear for future podcasts. We love giving getting feedback. So send us an email on alternativetwistradio at gmail.com and we will um, check it out and hopefully we can implement because we need we love to hear from you guys. Sure do. And even though this is our uh, second ac- episode, uh, we are trying to get some kind of format of some, uh, some sort going for this actual podcast so bear with us for a little bit we're getting there uh any suggestions any comments anything else would uh also help us out kind of tremendously as well absolutely so uh this will be airing friday night so when you see this it's going to be friday night 8 p.m pacific and then i'll load the youtube video sometime in the afternoon then or maybe saturday morning we'll see but um, tune in for more episodes and um, listen to original streaming music on AlternativeTwist.com. Okay? Follow us on our socials. Thank you, guys. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to The Mike and Phoebe Show on Alternative Twist Radio, the only radio station based in Paris, California. Be sure to tune in for new episodes every week, Fridays at 8 p.m. Pacific on AlternativeTwist.com. 